Good morning. It is a great joy and a great blessing to be back. And it's always a joy to come home to Hosanna. And I consider this as my own congregation. And it's a joy to worship with you. And I bring you lots of greetings. But before I go into my message, I would like to invite the ushers to come down and pass the collection as you give your worship uh, in a different form as they come to collect the offering. I bring you greetings from my bishop, John Bradowski, where I serve in the North American Lutheran Church and was from all the pastors and the leaders. And I also bring you greetings from Lead Star International Ministry, uh, the ministry that we partner with, uh, Hosanna, doing all kinds of things in training, in equipping, and um, educating lots of ministers of the gospel through our theological college and also lots of students through our business college. This year in August, I'm hoping to invite Ryan to go with me. We are graduating 7,000 students from our college. God keeps giving us more and more fruits. And I also bring you greetings from my wife and from our three kids and uh, who are in Hosanna, hopefully watching me on the live stream as we do a service from here. The message that the Lord gave me is from the Gospel of John chapter 20, verse 19. 2019. And it is, it is uh, an overlap with the year that we are in. 2019 from John chapter 20, verse 19. Are you ready for a message from the Lord? Amen, amen. In John chapter 20, verse 19, Jesus speaks to his disciples when they are behind closed doors. If the scripture, you have the scripture, I would like for you to post it. And would you rise with me, stand, and uh, we will read together and pray as the Lord speaks to us. And we open our hearts and prepare to receive from the Lord. John chapter 20. Verse 19, 2019. Let's read. One, two, go. <laughs> On the evening. Jesus came. Amen. Can we read it a little louder and stronger? On the Amen. Jesus opens our doors. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes and pray. Father, this morning we come before you with humility to hear your voice and to receive a word from you. Open our hearts to receive, our eyes to see, and our mind to understand what you are going to speak to us. I pray that you speak through my mouth and think through my mind. None of me, but all of you in this place. Come and speak with us. Holy Spirit, flow up and down every aisle, in and out every row. Touching, healing, restoring, encouraging, challenging and inspiring your people. 
open the hearts of our door and help us to open our doors. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, and the people of God said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. This story happened on Sunday evening. Sunday morning was a resurrection. And the whole day was filled with confusion. Jesus was crucified and died on Friday. He was buried the same day. And he was in the grave the whole Saturday, Saturday night. And Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene decided to go to the grave with some other women. And when they got there, the tomb was empty. Now they came back, scared, worried, confused, discouraged. And they closed the doors. Not only closed, but they locked every door in that building. And they were sitting down together, distressed, not knowing what to do next. I don't know if you have been in that place of not knowing what to do next. When you are in the privacy of your own space, in the privacy of your own place, where you don't know what to do next, you don't know where to go next, and confused, distressed, losing hope in every angle. That is what we call life without a vision. Life in fear. Life in despair and hopelessness. Life in darkness. Life in bondage. Life in defeat. And life in limitations. Now, there were ten apostles. One already died and Thomas was not in the room. That was the entire apostolic community. Ten apostles and with some other people in that room with a door with doors and windows everything locked around them life behind closed doors is not fun it's not a joyful place it's not a joyful moment it is a fearful place there are a lot of families individuals who live in that kind of circumstances in their life in the gospel of john chapter 20 we see John stating clearly why people close their doors. There are four major reasons in this scripture why people close their doors. Why people are leaving behind closed doors. Number one. In John chapter 20 verse 9. John gives us a very clear description of why they locked their doors. That scripture says... They did not understand the word of God where it says Jesus would rise back from the dead on the third day. It was already stated in the scripture over and over and over. It was declared. It was written. It was spoken. It was preached. It was prophesied. But they did not understand the word. When people... Have a distant relationship or a dead relationship or a dormant relationship with the word of God. 
They leave behind closed doors. The key to opening the door that is closed around us is not struggling, is not challenging, it's not working hard. It is confessing the word of God that is already written. The word of God that we believe. The word of God that we have read. The word of God that is in our heart. When we confess the word of God, doors will start to open. When the word of God is in your heart, you speak the word of God, not the words of men. That was the first problem. They did not believe in the word of God. Ten years ago, there was a big controversy here in the United States, particularly in the Lutheran family. Both the Lutherans and Episcopalian and other denominations were wrestling with the word of God, with the Bible, if the Bible was a word of God or not. There were so many problems. And there were a lot of people who concluded the Bible is not the word of God. It contains the word of God. But it is written by people. So it's not the word of God. And there were many of us who believed it is the word of God written by men. Inspired by the Holy Spirit. Therefore the Bible is the word of God given to the church. And that is how we encounter and listen to the voice of God. And that controversy was heated. And on Reformation Day, 2009, I was invited to preach at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. And that was one of the centers where the authority of the scripture was denied. But from beginning to the end of my sermon, I lifted up the Bible and declared, it is the word of God written for us. To bring us into a living relationship with Jesus Christ. I was preaching that over and over all the 15 minutes that they have given me. My friends, I have never been invited back. I still don't know why. The Bible is the word of God. If you believe in that, shout amen. amen. If you are a believer, shout amen. We believe in the word of God. The reason people close their doors, live in fear, is because they live detached from the word of God. When you receive the word of God, you become bold like a lion. When you have the word of God in your life, you live a life of courage, a life of victory, a life of joy filled with the peace of Jesus Christ. Because the word of God is what created the heavens and the earth. The word of God is what can shake the oceans. The word of God can destroy and can resurrect. The word of God is what gave us a living life eternally in relationship with Jesus. If you are in love with the word of God, shout amen three times in this house. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That is why we failed in love with the word of God. I was once in Slovakia. And the Norwegian missionary was telling me a story. They used to smuggle the Bible into the Czechoslovakia at that time, a communist country. Smuggle the Bible from Norway, translated into the Czech language. And they were smuggling and it was very dangerous. 
and after the fall of the Berlin Wall, and after the space was open for the scriptures to come in, they declared, now you can bring the Bible freely, no more smuggling needed. So that Norwegian missionary said, just to test if that is true or not. He said, I packed over 2,000 Bibles on my pickup, and I drove to the borders of the Czech Republic. And he said, the officer stopped me, and he asked me, what do you have in your pickup? And he said, for the first time, no more smuggling. I told him, I have 2,000 copies of the Bible on my pickup. And the officer was going around saying, problem, 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 problem. And the missionary said, asked the question, what is the problem, sir? He said, you have few, we need more. <laughs> we need more. More is needed. My friends, if you have the word of God, read, digest, internalize, and confess the word of God. The reason they closed the door was because they did not have the word of God in their life. Second, the reason they closed their doors was because of the friends, the friends and the relationship that they had. First, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb, stooped and looked, and it was empty. She was convinced that his body was taken or stolen. And she came back and told Peter. And Peter came in. He looked. It was empty. He concluded the same conclusion. The body must have been stolen. And he told John. John came. He looked. He came the same conclusion. All of them did not believe. And the fourth disciple came. James. All four of them had the same conclusion. His body was stolen. When you are around unbelievers, when all your relationship is with people who doubt and who disbelieve the word of God, your conclusion will be the same. That is how all of them concluded. Their heart was closed. Before our physical doors open, our spiritual door has to open. Before our physical door opens, our heart has to be open. That was the key problem. Their heart was totally closed. Therefore, all three of them went back, locked every door that was out there. The only person who remained behind was Mary. She could not rest with that conclusion. But all of them concluded and had the same conclusion. Who are you spending your days with? Who occupies most of your conversation with? Believers or unbelievers? If we share most of our time, if we engage most of our engagement with people who don't believe in the word of God, our conclusion would arrive in the same place. Our relationships matter. Our associations matter. That is why we have what we call the church of Jesus Christ. People come together every Sunday to hear the same story from the same preacher. And they don't get bored. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Ryan tells you every year Jesus died and he was buried. He's alive 
and he's in heaven. And you hear the same story every Sunday, every message, every encounter, and you don't, you don't get bored. It is amazing. The reason we don't get bored, it is not only the message, it's not only the story. There is life, there is truth, there is a spirit, there is an anointing in it. And the fellowship of believers, the unity of believers. That's why we need to come together more often to strengthen and to feed faith from one another. That's what we call the community of faith, the community of believers. The third reason why they closed their doors. After James, John, and Peter, and all the disciples went and locked the door, Mary stayed behind and went back to the grave, and she saw something different. Two angels were in the grave. And then she turned around, mesmerized by what she saw, and then she encountered a person. And she looked at him. Did you take his body? She was talking to Jesus. And she looked at him and thought it was a gardener. And then he called her name. Mary Magdalena. She knelt down and said, Rabuni, my master, my teacher, my Lord. Now she knew that she met Jesus. And he said, don't touch me. But go and tell my brothers that I am alive. And she did. She was the first messenger. She was the first evangelist. She was the first apostle to be sent out. And she went and told them. They did not believe in what she said. How many times does God send us messengers and messages throughout the day? In different forms. In different ways. Sometimes through children, through educated people, uneducated people, from distant places, through a TV, through a radio, through a magazine, through a newspaper, through a television. In many, many, many different forms, the Word of God keeps coming to us. If we open our eyes, if we open our hearts, God enjoys speaking to us when we receive and when we are ready and prepared. And maybe... Maybe they did not want to listen to her because she was a sinner before. How do you listen to a sinner? Maybe they did not want to listen to her because she was just set free from a demonic operation. God can use somebody who is set free. Maybe they did not want to listen to her because she was a woman. It is interesting. It is interesting. I hear sometimes in an, an argument even today, that women should not preach. I completely disagree. In my ministry around the world, I have seen many churches, particularly in China and the Middle East. If you tell the church in China, women cannot preach, the church would completely close down. In my ministry, from the deep ruler China, all the way to the Bible college in Beijing. All the teachers I have seen are women. Absolutely, totally Chinese pulpits are occupied with women. Men became part of the communist movement. Women took over the church. Guess what? 
BBC did a research and said, the future of China is not communism. The future of China is Christianity. They are doing the work. Underground church, above ground church, women are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the Middle East, women are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. As domestic maids, they are being employed in the houses of different families and preaching the gospel from that corner. Women are doing the work. God is sending you messengers. Throughout the day, if you open your eyes, if you open your ears, God is speaking to you throughout the day, through nature, through the environment, through winds, through radio, through incidents, through events. God is speaking, trying to get our attention. If we open our hearts, our doors would be open. Final reason why they closed down their doors. In John chapter 20, verse 19, it says they closed their doors because they were afraid of Jewish leaders. Afraid of people. Fear of people is intimidating. The greatest source of bondage, the greatest source of our limitation, of our closed doors, is fear of other people. They locked their doors because they were afraid. Of the Jewish leaders. They have more power. More wealth. More influence. More fame. More control. And what would people say if I do something? What would people do to me? How would people react to my action? How would people react to my words? How am I going to be seen by other people? People, 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 afraid of people, scared of people, worried about people, concerned about people. That creates an intimidation and makes us leave behind closed doors. Now, because of all these reasons, they were all leaving behind closed doors, scared and worried and concerned and intimidated. And they locked every door and they are sitting there not knowing what to do. Now in that state of life, when we end up in that moment, living in darkness, fear and sadness, when we have no vision, no future, no hope, no courage, when we are scared and stuck, that's when Jesus shows up. Jesus came to open their doors and he did the following things. And I pray these things will happen to all of us this week and this year in 2019. I pray that we experience what I'm going to share about as I conclude my message. The first thing. As the doors were locked, Jesus came in. That's what the Bible says. He did not knock. He did not ask. He did not speak with them. He just came in. He just intervened. He just intruded. He just broke into their life. Jesus came. Hallelujah. Jesus came. Jesus comes to you in the most unusual time. You don't have to invite him. His love compels him. 
His mercy compels him. His grace compels him. You did not find him. He found you. Jesus came to us. He came into that room. He broke into that room. Jesus comes and he enters into our life. That's how salvation happens. That's how redemption happens. That's how justification happens. That's how salvation happens. He comes to us. Hallelujah. If you believe in that, shout amen. amen. He comes for you. He runs to you. He breaks into your darkness. He breaks into your fear. In a moment where you are confused and when you don't know what to do, he breaks into your life. Jesus came. This word gives me tremendous hope. Second, after coming, the Bible says he took the center stage. He stood at the center of their life. My friends, Jesus wants to be at the center of your life. He doesn't like to be pushed to the peripheries. He wants to take the center stage. There are a lot of people who are now looking at Eastern religions for the sake of meditation. And you ask them, why do you do Eastern meditation? They answer, I want to be centered. I want to be anchored. I want to be balanced. There is nothing that centers you like being focused on Jesus. Jesus centers us. He took the center stage. The third point. After he took the center stage, Jesus spoke to them. He said, peace be upon you. Shalom. In the Arabic language, assalamu alaikum, shalom upon you, peace upon you, salam upon you. He declared the peace of God over their life. He spoke the word of God. And finally, he showed them, look at my wounds. It is me. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. It is me. Four things. Jesus came. Jesus spoke, Jesus stood, and Jesus showed. And when all that things happened, when Jesus became the center of their life, hallelujah, their face, their spirit, that was so distressed, that fear, that staunched their life, it started to melt away. And the Bible says, they were overjoyed. Now their heart is open. Because their heart is open, now they can open the door. Because their heart is open, they can open the future. Your future can be opened. Your next door can be opened. In 2019, in 2019, just like it says in John 2019, I pray that Jesus breaks into your life, takes the center stage of your life. I pray that Jesus speaks to you and Jesus Shows you who he is. And that he fills your heart. With joy. So that your heart. Can be opened. And finally. He will let you. You locked the door by yourself. Now I have opened your heart. You go and open the door. By yourself. No more fear of the Jews. No more unbelief. No more agreement with other unbelievers. No more misunderstanding of the word. 
Now my heart is open. My future is open. I walk into 2020, 2021, 2022, into my future with an open heart, believing and strongly encouraged and inspired by the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. I declare that over your life. I declare that over Hosanna. And I declare that over your families. If you believe it, shout amen in this house. One more time. And finally, hallelujah. Would you stand as we conclude with prayer? Hallelujah. Please open your hearts. Just open your hearts and open your spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you this morning. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to your family. This is 2019. God gave me this message from John 2019 as a message of hope. I don't know where you are in your life. Maybe you are in the most successful, sweet, enjoyable moment of your life. Or maybe you are struggling. I don't know where you are. No matter where you are, whether you are at the top of the mountain or deep in the valley, God has something new, a different dimension, a higher level, a different experience, a higher calling, a deeper calling into His Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you. My friends, Jesus has come to you. He came. Jesus wants to be at the center of our life. He wants to realign, recalibrate, strengthen our life. And He wants to take the center stage. He wants to be the center of our focus and the center of our attention. Jesus wants to speak to our heart. Peace. Be upon you. Have no fear. Don't be shaken. Don't be in doubt. Peace be upon you. Would you lift up your hands as I pray over your life? Dear precious Holy Spirit, we've opened our hands to receive and to hear from you. Shower us with your presence. Open your hearts and open your hands, please. Jesus, as we open our hands and lift our hands up as a sign of welcome. Jesus, you are welcome into our life more and more. Take the center stage. Speak to us and show us your love. Pull us towards you and fill us with your word. Drive fear, doubt out of our life. And help us to challenge our mountains and open our doors. To go to the next place and to go to the next chapter that you have prepared for us. I pray this prayer in the matchless, ever-living, ever-victorious, resurrected name of Jesus Christ our Lord. And the people of God said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Hallelujah.